Okay, hopefully this recording's working. So, um, I decided to talk about sincerity and simplicity this week, uh, just because uh, uh, I, th- I think they're uh, very important foundational virtues for trying to kind of obtain some of the other ones, um, because I think out of them come uh, a lot of other thoughts. So you could say that with all the virtues, of course, you know, so it's not like one is the principal virtue, I guess, but, um, so I'm going to start with a, a passage, actually, uh, where Jesus kind of talks about, uh, sincerity, and so it starts in John's gospel. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and whom the prophets also wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. So sincerity, what it kind of means is honesty in your conduct, especially about communication, or being without duplicity or two-faced. So the catechism uh, defines it as, in point 2468, truth or truthfulness is the virtue which consists in showing oneself true in deed and truthful words, and in guarding against duplicity, dissimulation, and hypocrisy. So St. Augustine comments actually on, on, on this passage saying about Nathaniel that he does not have two tongues, one for saying the truth and another for telling lies. And this is important because uh, Christ warns us against living a duplicitous lie, being, hypocrite, uh, being a hypocrite. Um, if we do not seek to live by honesty and truth always, we begin to do what Christ said was impossible, which is try to serve two masters, right? said, no one is able to serve two masters, for either will hate the one and will love the other, or will be devoted to one and he will despise the other. You cannot be able to serve God and mammon. Of course, mammon being kind of an old word for uh, money and uh, um, uh, kind of uh, uh, seeking um, you know, your own money and power, basically. So the question comes down then to between the two, God or mammon, who are we going to serve? And sometimes when we're stuck in this, you know, not living uh, with sincerity higher, when we're kind of feeling duplicitous in our actions, uh, Blessed uh, Fulton Sheen kind of reminds us, if you do not live what you believe, you will end up believing what you live. So let's go back over that. If you do not live what you believe, you will end up believing what you live. And that's important because if we don't have the principles in our mind that we should live by and then try to act those out, mm-hmm. we're more likely to, whatever we end up doing in the end, we're going to start accepting those principles. And that happens for a lot of people, a lot of uh, good you know, intentioned Christians who going through life, they get to certain parts in life, going off to college or other things like that, or and uh, they start uh, hanging out with other people and doing things and they want to kind of fit in and so they start assimilating more and more of other people's things and before you know it they start assimilating all those people's thoughts because they want to kind of fit in with the group right and that's what uh, Blessed Fulton Sheen's warning about if you don't have a strong 
um, commitment to the beliefs that you hold that are true, then your life is going to start forming your beliefs and reforming you. Uh, and so that's where simplicity of heart comes in, okay? So, uh, starting out with the passage from 2 Corinthians, our boast is, in, is this, the testimony of our conscience, that we behaved in the world with simplicity and godly sincerity. So, simplicity, what that is, is being opposed to complicated thoughts or judgments, affectation and word and deeds, the wish to stand out, pedantry, and air of sufficiency or boasting. So, basically, um, when we don't fall simplicity inside our heart, what ends up happening is that uh, we have these shortcomings that make it difficult to follow Christ uh, closely. We actually, yeah, we're having another person. Thanks, sorry about that. Um, when we um, uh, when we uh, um, allow these impediments in our heart to uh, stand there, what it does is oppose us of our ability to follow Christ closely. And they pose serious impediments to helping others draw near to Jesus. The simple person does not get muddled or complicated. He sets out directly to please God in all circumstances, both in what appears good and what seems bad. Okay? So, really, simplicity of heart really is to have a childlike trust with God and desire to please Him in all things. So that uh, divine filiation that uh, um, St. Josemaria talks about, that really sense and having that present sense in mind throughout the day that God's my Heavenly Father and I love Him and I'm here to serve Him because of how much He loves me, right? And uh, actually, um, in Luke's Gospel, uh, Christ kind of highlights this um, when He's walking along and... So this is kind of how the passage goes. As they were walking along a road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replied, Foxes have dens, and birds have nests, have, uh, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And then continuing on, he said to another man, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Now, that seems kind of troubling words because burying my father and going back to say goodbye to my family seem like good things, right? Uh, I don't know when you guys read that, what your thought process is like, Jeez, Jesus is a really tough dude, right? Is that... I, I, is that is that uh, passage we probably all struggle with, yeah, right? It doesn't make sense. Let me bring up another passage from another calling that you might be familiar with, from Kings. So Elijah went there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat. He was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the twelfth player. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Elisha then left his ox and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye. He said, Then I will come with you. Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? So Elisha left him and went back, and he took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. So let's think about this. Jesus had this passage in mind when he was talking to these people, clearly. I mean, 
that's I'm, I can't imagine why he wouldn't use the image of the plow in the sense in the same way, right? But what's the difference maybe about Alicia versus these other two? I always heard about how like he like sacrificed and like burned like he was like basically he was like destroying like the old and like coming into the new. Um, so it was like to be closure more than like to. I don't know. Yeah. To me, this this says this is urgent. Drop everything. Yeah. It's it's yeah. not tomorrow. Yeah. So and that's important because the. Alicia makes a profound statement like I'm gonna get rid of what I the stuff that I was using to do my work basically I'm gonna sacrifice it give it away and I'm gonna follow this prophet Elijah now remember Jesus can read hearts of people okay all right you and I can't do that so don't try to do that okay all right so we, we we're, we're not allowed to do that Jesus is God okay but Jesus knows what in these people's hearts when they say, I let me go first bury my father, let me go say goodbye to my family. He knows that there's something that's lacking in their, uh, in their sincerity there. That they are not fully committed to him. That they have an excuse going on in their mind which is, prevent, is making them not fully realize that following, right? They might, not, they might go back. Maybe they don't come back to Jesus after that. Jesus said, yeah, go, go say, bury your dad, or go say goodbye to your family. Then they never show up, right? Jesus can already tell in their hearts where they're at, okay? And that's what he's commenting about. They know in their hearts that they're not fully committed to the Lord, and they brought up these issues for them. That, oh, like, I would follow you. It's a good idea. Let me go do this, quote, good thing. But Jesus knows that they're not ready to yet commit to him. And so that's why Jesus is giving them a hard time, okay? So by not having obstacles to God, but placing ourselves in the presence of God and loving Him with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, we we will not be afraid to live out truth. Simplicity is the state of our soul, and sincerity reflects that simplicity in our actions. So simplicity is how our soul is towards God, and sincerity is the fruit of that the actions that come forth from that so this is how simplicity and sincerity have to play a role together okay so peace is the fruit of the simple and sincere so there's a british playwright that rents wrote about hypocrisy saying hypocrisy is the most difficult and nerve-wracking vice that any man can pursue it needs an unceasing vigilance and a rare detachment of spirit it cannot, like adultery gluttony, be practiced at spare moments. It's a whole-time job, right? So, let's remember what Jesus talked about, about the hypocrite or lukewarm soul in Revelations, okay? When in John, in uh, Revelations 3.16. But since you are like lukewarm 